Well, the day is here. Iowa gets ready to take on number one in undefeated South Carolina. We will give you what Iowa has to do to pull off one of the biggest shockers in college basketball. All coming up today on Locked On Hawkeyes. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast coming to you from the road, making our way to Dallas and getting ready for the Iowa matchup against South Carolina in the final four. Today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Well, I will tell you, making the way down I-35 and getting to Dallas, uh, there are a ton of Hawkeyes out there making the same trip down there. Going to be great this evening to see what the environment is. Certainly, I anticipate it is going to be a decided advantage for Iowa, not just in the matchup against South Carolina, but more importantly, just overall, uh, of the four teams that are going to make their way there. I'm sure LSU is going to have a nice fan base, Virginia Tech making it there you know, for the first time. They're going to obviously have a lot of excitement as that program is beginning began to build. But I will tell you, obviously, Iowa – Proximity, that's going to be a part of it too. That's a huge, huge part where people, you know, if you get down to Dallas from Iowa City in under 12 hours, 10 hours from the Des Moines area, you know, that is going to make a big difference to the people going down there, direct flights out of Cedar Rapids and out of Des Moines getting to Dallas. So I think we're going to see a big contingent of Hawkeye fans and looking forward to that. And I'll tell you from the road, uh, not going to be a surprise when you see that thing and, and open things up and how many people are going to make their way there. Uh, so speaking of that, you know, we're going to get into some keys here for the game tonight. We've got some other news and notes as well. A little football talk, as we heard from a couple of the players uh, the other day. A lot of big storylines, obviously, with spring football that we continue uh, to talk about. Men's basketball, they're continuing to look in the transfer portal. We'll get a little bit deeper into that, certainly next week, and talk about uh, the way that that is playing out for the Hawkeyes. And, of course, we have baseball, softball also happening. You know, an unfortunate part, though, of the weather. So, Today, if you're uh, watching this a little bit earlier, watching it in the morning here on Friday morning, you will see that the Iowa baseball game against Maryland, a huge series. Maryland, you know, anticipated to be, if not the team, top team, one of the top two teams in the Big Ten in baseball uh, this season. Have to shuffle some things around with the weather and the wind, most importantly, that is hitting uh, eastern Iowa. And though we hit a little bit of that on the drive on Thursday night, uh, certainly got Pushed around a little bit in the vehicle in the uh, long drive down here. I will tell you that certainly this is one where the disappointment of the people that were hoping to get to Carver, obviously watch the game, be there, be around brethren, uh, the Hawkeye brethren. It's it's tough. It really is. But have to make those decisions. And, and that's ultimately what they had to do in making the decision that you know, 50, 70 mile an hour wins is what they're talking about. The possibility of that. And just the prudent decision, obviously, is to uh, go in that direction and decide that you're not going to, obviously, have that open event. So if you're planning on that, I hate to tell you, not going to happen. Going to have to find some alternate plans either at home or maybe go out and about. I'll tell you, I've been out for an Iowa women's basketball game, and the crowds, it's its just like watching a football game, just like watching a men's game. It, it, they're the Hawkeyes, right? They got the Hawkeyes across the chest. And if you're newly jumping on this bandwagon, hey, welcome aboard. We still got plenty of room for you what's going to be fun. What's it going to take to beat South Carolina? A lot. 
We'll talk about that when we come back here. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Well, the tournament heats up. We are down to just a total of eight for the women's, four in the men. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line, the point spreads, which team will be cutting down the net, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Try counting back with you once again here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. So uh, apologies, not sure how the audio quality is going to be here today as we are on the road. I'm uh, going to have the full complement and the uh, full uh, equipment set up uh, as we go forward for this one. But just want to give one more kind of thoughts, final thoughts, uh, give you a lay of the land of what we're seeing. It is going to be a huge Hawkeye contingent, and that's going to, at minimum, help. You know, if this... Iowa getting off to a good start. We've talked this week and crossover edition with Andrew Lyon of um, uh, the Locked uh, Locked On Gamecocks, excuse me, uh, podcast. Talked a little bit about that. There's been some slow starts this year for South Carolina. So it goes hand in hand, right? Need to get off to a good start, get that anticipation early on, and maybe put a little bit of doubt in South Carolina. Look, you're not going to hit them with something that they haven't seen before, but when you're working on a 42-game winning streak dating back to last season, when you're defending national champion, punching them in the mouth, that literally, figuratively, that could be a good thing. I brought it up earlier in the week, and somebody on my radio show first brought it up, and I, I thought it was a great comparison. No, there are a few differences. The biggest thing is going back to the early 90s, and if you're an old dude like me, you certainly remember Duke UNLV. What happened the year previous? They played in the national championship game, and Duke got run out of the building. They got beat by 30. And UNLV brought basically everybody back. Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman. I can go on and on and on with that team. On the other side for Duke, it's Leitner, it's Hurley, it's Eckert. And right away in that game, in the second game, in the rematch, and this is not a rematch, so this is a difference, but right away, UNLV realized, oh, this is a different team than we anticipated. This is not the team we beat a year ago. Now, we don't have the rematch angle here, but if Iowa can come out right away, you get Caitlin going, you hit a couple of three-pointers, you start to get that doubt to creep in just a little bit. Mention the fan base is going to be behind you. There is going to be of the 20,000 people in the building and say just a fan percentage. I would guess it'll be certainly north of half will be Iowa fans. I, I really anticipate that, that we are trending towards 10,000 Hawkeye fans getting into the building for the game here this evening. That'll be a component of it. But how do you do that? Well, there are simple parts of this, right? We're, we're not talking about anything too in-depth here, but it starts on rebounding. We've talked about the numbers. Offensive rebound, South Carolina gets nearly 50% of the misses. They miss a shot 48.7% of the time. They go up and get the rebound. You can't allow that to happen. You saw what happened to Maryland. It was just, you don't make a shot, you go back, you get it again. That's difficult. And that means all five players are going to be guarding. That also means when you play that direction that – it's probably going to slow down your opportunities at getting out in transition. You're not going to be able to run in the same fashion 
that we see this Iowa women's team love to do. You're not going to be able to push the ball up at the same level. You can still push it. You get a steal. You get a turnover. You're going to do that. But with most everybody having to go to the boards, now Caitlin's not going to be able to walk out and go towards half court as she does a lot of times when she knows that Sinano's got the rebound and be able to toss it out and get that, that break going right away. And the secondary breaks that they run. Still going to be able to run, not at the same level, have to rebound. Now, it's not some, well, we got to out-rebound them. That's not realistic. It just isn't. The South Carolina team is so big and so physical and so tough and such a good rebounding team. And Iowa is okay, defensive rebounding, but they're certainly not an elite team. It's not realistic for you to say, I was going to out-rebound them. Can you hold them, I'll say it's 12 offensive rebounds or less. I think that'd be big. Hope that South Carolina continues to struggle to shoot the ball. They're shooting just 31% from downtown. If you can do that, keep the rebounding at bay. 12 offensive rebounds or less. Get out rebounded only by 8, 10, 12, maybe in that range. You give yourself a shot. Number two, another one, kind of goes without saying, they got to shoot it well. Like This is not going to be an Iowa team. You're not going to see everybody beating their players off the bounce. Bria Beal is one of the best on-ball defenders in college basketball. She was a finalist for the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. She is, as a perimeter defender, as tough as you're going to be, but she's not alone. They got a slew of guards. And, and it goes to, yeah, they'll be switching players up, and they'll be throwing a lot of different looks at Kate Clark. but that also means on the perimeter, you're not going to see Kate Martin a whole lot turning the corner and getting to the rim. You're not going to see that from Gabby Marshall. You, you're not going to see this playmaking ability that's going to go out there. And what that means, when those spot-up opportunities are there, you have to knock them down. The open three-pointers, and it goes for everybody. From Warnock to Gabby Marshall, Kate Martin, who's proven that she can shoot it from out there, 39% from three, going to have to do that. And on top of it, Caitlin, those deep ones that she's been so good with this year. Saw a number. She's hit nine three-pointers this season from over 30 feet. She's shooting a better percentage from 25 feet than she is from just the normal three-point line. She is an incredible talent. We know that. She's going to have to be hitting as well. And I'm not talking about you know, going 10 to 30 from three. Now, this is probably, again, to pull this upset here, we're talking about 15 threes, at least a dozen, and shooting at a high clip, 40, 45, maybe 50% is what it's going to take to be able to do that. It's a tall task, no doubt about it. And finally, you have to control this team. And kind of going back to what we said, let that doubt creep in. Punch him in the mouth right, mouth right away. Show that you also can be aggressive. Got to stay out of foul trouble. Don't have the same kind of depth that the South Carolina team does. Going to have to have that. There are so many components here, but... There's a chance, right? And that's all you can ask for. We will see what happens this evening. 8.30 is the estimated tip time. It'll come after game one, LSU against Virginia Tech. Iowa, for the first time in 30 years, is in the final four. I saw something earlier in the week here just for the state of Iowa. number of times that we've had a final four team. I think the Iowa State men made it back in like the 40s. Twice in the 50s in the 1980 for the Iowa men's team, 1993 and now 2000. 23 and drake had one or two teams that made the final four uh back in the 60s that's it not a whole lot of time that we've been able to have this here in the state of iowa and yet here we are enjoy it i'm going to be enjoying it and looking forward to that we will wrap things up on the other side take a look around iowa sports a little football news and notes also 
going to get into the baseball team and their big series against Maryland. That's as we continue on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Well, the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm going to be voting for the brownie, but the brownie better puff. It is so good. And if you want them to win, well, you'll be voting for the bar too. Support your team and support your bar or puff. And when you vote, you have an opportunity to get into the drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of built. Hey, hurry. Today is the last day online at builtmarchmadness.com. Not only that, one lockdown fan is going to win a 12-month subscription to Built to have their best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your bar. Well, what makes them so good? They are high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Real chocolate, and it's real good. Run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. All right, Trent Connor back wrapping up here with you on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. So as we finish things up here today, Iowa baseball starts at noon against Maryland, just a monstrous series for them. They have an opportunity to get off to a really good start now in the Big Ten. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Drop the game, a midweek game earlier this week at Illinois State. Not a good one, no doubt about it. And can't afford many of those with the teams that they play in the middle of the week. We saw what a detriment that was a season ago to them. Iowa football got to see a little bit of Cade McNamara. They had the open practice for the beat writers as uh, they were over there the other day in Iowa city. We're going to have a plenty more, but Hey, we got a lot going on here. We're going to enjoy this women's final four run. We will talk more on the football side of things next week. We will get into the men's basketball team and the transfer portal. And hopefully we're talking about a Iowa win tonight against South Carolina. I will be there and I will be in your feeds with an instant reaction podcast after things go final and after we get back to the hotel and get settled in. Happy to be here in Dallas with my seven-year-old daughter. Uh, the excitement, she's in fact uh, over there working on her sign right now, hoping to get on TV. And we're going to be way too high for her to be on TV, but having a great time, enjoying the moment and enjoying certainly this Hawkeye women's basketball run. Thanks as always for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Five-star rating on podcast helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. We'll talk to you again soon. Let's get it done tonight. Go Hawks.